Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients. We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website. Head over to shrinkthink.com forward slash podcast, where we've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. We are excited to be here today talking about a very, I don't know, controversial, provocative subject, which is gaslighting. I know this is like a popular thing that's happening. And I'm going to tell everybody's doing it. <laughs> everybody's doing it. Apparently, that's true because everybody's coming in saying, like, he's gaslighting me. She's gaslighting me. And I'm like, mm, are they really? <laughs> you know, are they though? Um, so we want to clear that up on this episode. Um, who knows? We're going to see how this goes if this turns into more than one episode. But for now, we're going to talk about what it is, maybe what it looks like, how to differentiate from some normal you know, kind of -of run-of-the-mill problems that people have in conflict, and then how actual gaslighting differs from that. But first, as always, time to go out and give us some five stars. Well, that's a great idea. Who are you? (laughs) I don't have a name. Five stars, Spotify. Where else again? Huh? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever that thing is, (laughs) Google Podcasts. I don't know if anybody uses it because it's too hard to say. Um, I'm sure they do. Uh, and also iHeart. Um, what else is there? Oh, man. Pandora. Yeah. I don't even know if Pandora works. I think. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm go, old. Find it, subscribe, and leave us a review. Yes, indeed. So we should get into the old gaslighting. But first, a little story from Aaron. So this is like a common thing that people will do. They'll come in. They'll um, People will be... Coming to therapy, they'll be talking about their relationship and they'll say, I need help. Do I need to, you know, is my my partner um, doing this thing? Are they gaslighting? And they'll tell a story. And it's something like this. Um, OK, just last night, it, just, it happened again. You know, we were talking and then I I was sharing about, um, uh, you know, this is I just made a comment or whatever. And then my girlfriend says, um, wait, what did you say? And then I'm like. Uh, I said this thing and she's like, well, what do you mean by that? And I started explaining and she started asking me questions and I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I said. And she's like, but that is what you said. You said these words. And I was, and then I, I responded with, but that's not what I meant. What I meant to say was this other thing. And she'll say, but you said these words. Why did you say those words? Well, I, I guess I thought this thing, but I, now that we're talking about it, I actually meant something else. Um, and then she might ask some more questions and I might say, well, I guess I don't really know. Where did that come from? Why did I say that? What does that mean? And then I have to like think about it. And she's like getting really suspicious and pegging me as like, are you lying to me? Are you, you know, trying to make me crazy or whatever? I'm like, no, no, I'm not at all. I, I just, I care about you. And I was trying to say this other thing and it, I guess it came out wrong. Or I guess I, I was said something that I didn't mean and it, offended you or it hurt you or something and she's like but you're like minimizing it and you're um not even taking responsibility and i'm and i'm like 
I didn't even mean I, that's not what I was doing. And you can kind of see how <laughs> through this whole thing, it's like, what the heck is going on? And then by the very end, she's like, you're just making me question myself. I feel like I'm going crazy. And I'm like, I feel like I'm going crazy because <laughs> I'm just like being honest, answering these questions. And and I thought I knew myself, but I guess I kind of don't. But I'm kind of discovering some things and I'm sharing it with you and trying to sort it out. And the whole thing and the very end is like, and so, Doc, we're actually not doctors, but that's what people say anyway. Um, they they say, so, Doc, he's gaslighting me. We're sorry. That was not gaslighting at all. <laughs> boop, boop. Let's just back up and take a different look at this. So let me give you the definition of gaslighting, actually, which I'm going to read to you, little campers. The action or process of manipulating a person by psychological means into questioning their own sanity. Actually, it comes from a, an old 1944 film called Gaslight, in which the dude that was married to this lady and he basically convinces her that she's insane through the course of the movie and she acts, she does lose it. Yeah. I think that I think I remember, I haven't seen it, but I heard about it. It's like the guy would, what did he turn up the heat? And then she would say, or turn off the heat. And she was like, Oh, it's getting cold in here. And then he would turn it back on and she would look at it and be like, Oh, but the thing, the thermostat is whatever, or something like that. And then he was like, no, no, everything's fine. You know, and then she's like, but I, I, I thought it was cold or something like <laughs> right, that. Yeah. Well, the classic, like an example of gaslighting would be um, probably in maybe in our day and age or whatever. Somebody moves your car keys like your whoever, whatever partner. We're just going to we'll make him a dude to go with the theme, I guess, <laughs> you know, moves your car keys. They take them. Right. Um, and then. You go looking for them and they're like, I don't know where your car keys are. And then you are like, man, I know I left them on the counter. Like, this is weird. And time goes by. Uh, maybe you you're, you're like, I guess I'm going to try to find them a different time. And then they're on the counter. And you go back. You're like, I knew I left them. On. I know I checked this before. And like, did you move them? Uh, no, I've been. I don't know what you're talking about. And I um, part of the reason why. I wanted to do this episode is because I wanted to put it out there around this whole topic of gaslighting, that there is intentionality behind actually gaslighting somebody. Um, like what I just described with the car keys, the thing that is happening though, that's, that's, and I think more often in our culture is we have all this insecurity that's going on with people and they're focused on their intentionality and they're not acknowledging their impact at all. So one of the things I was telling you, Aaron, to begin with is I, I feel like if a person that, let's say that you thought your partner was gaslighting you, um, and it probably would be a partner, it, it would probably not be a friend because you would be around them all the time. Yeah. And, it, and that can be like a, you know, close romantic partner, whether you're dating or you're married, those kinds of situations. And um, so, yeah, the idea, it would be that you, if you were to, for example, bring like share this podcast with this person. Let's say that you think this person's a gaslighter. Okay, you could theoretically share this podcast with this person if they are really not a gaslighter. They would probably have a hard time hearing this because they would be they would be thinking to themselves like, "Man, you're making me listen to this episode. You must think I'm like a really bad person or, you know, whatever." But they would probably be able to not to acknowledge several things 
And they'd be able to go like, well, you know what? I could see how I'm doing that. Like, that's not what I'm trying to do, but I could see why you're making me see this episode. Whereas a true gaslighter would turn the entire episode around on you and tell you like, you are gaslighting me by making me watch this episode, listen to this episode. Also by watching the episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you would just watch it. <laughs> but it's an audio. No. I, what are you talking about? I see them clearly. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. <laughs> oh, my lanta. So, but there are some, some tenants or whatever, if you will, of gaslighting. And it, and it, it like of actual gaslighting. So we wanted to share those. So. Um, one of those is blatant lies, right? This is a person who is very good liar. I mean, they are great. They, they typically would believe their own lie, um, which is what makes them good at it. And you, they're so blatant though. <laughs> like, you know that they're lying and they totally own it. Yeah. And I would say that it's different from somebody you talked about insecurity or somebody not necessarily knowing themselves that's different if it's like, oh, I guess I as I'm exploring myself or I'm talking about myself, I guess I discover this like hidden intention. The fact that that even you they're having that conversation tells you that they're not lying. Maybe they were being dishonest with themselves or didn't realize what was going on for themselves, but that they're telling you now that's not lying. Whereas the gaslighter is like holding to their lie no matter what. Right. To the point where you will start thinking maybe that did happen. Like you'll start questioning the very reality. Like, you know, somebody goes, I didn't, I didn't do that. You know, you literally watched them move something. There was a funny little story. I just thought of my, uh, I had a 12 year old client years ago. She would lie. I mean, it was amazing. Like you would know, like she, she didn't shower much and she came in and had just crazy body odor one session and, um, and anyway, she's like, no, I shower all the time. And her mom is complaining that she doesn't shower. She's like, I, d- I literally got in a shower before I came here. I don't know why my body odors like this. I maybe, I, maybe I forgot deodorant. And, um, I reached over and I touched the, ch- my desk next to me. And then she goes, what are you doing? I said, I didn't do anything. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, you just touched your desk. I said, no, I didn't. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, and anyways, it's kind of funny. And I said, that's. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, the same thing you're doing. Right. <laughs> wow, so mature of you. <laughs> right. What a great intervention. And then we just got in a fight. <laughs> anyway. And, and then you grounded her. But. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, I, I told her parents to. So um, the, next, the next one is just denying and denying and denying. Like you have somehow you've said, I gotcha, you know, or whatever. Or you're asking them like, you might even be just confused about something and you're saying like, Hey, did you go blah, blah? I was looking on the app and it looked like you went to this store. And the only reason why you're asking is because, is because you're just curious. You have no agenda, right? None. And they're like, Nope, didn't go to that store. And you're like, well, I just was curious. (laughs) And now the curiosity is turning into suspicion, (laughs) right? Like, well, what did you do? I don't know what you're talking about. And which is similar to a blatant lie, but they're just going to deny that that actual thing happened. And sometimes it might even turn into, well, I get, I, I did actually do this, but it was, you know, that was really quick or I just needed to whatever. And it's like, but you were denying it. You know, like there's all this like hiding and obfuscating that's happening. It usually happens more when somebody is saying something, right? So they say something and then you say like, why'd you say that? I didn't say that. I never said that. That didn't happen. 
And then you start questioning your own memory, like, man, maybe they didn't say that, like, you know, or whatever. Or maybe I did misunderstand and you didn't really say that. Yeah, it's um, it's super confusing. I would say as as I kind of go through kind of a list that we've made here that there is a a not a tone, but when you think of gaslighting, it kind of needs to be all of the things we're sharing. Right. Like the onesie twosie things here, like um, like if a person's done one of these things to you, it's like, well, like the blatant lie thing, for example, um, that would be more of like a regular thing, whereas not like, you know, somebody's insecure about something they say it they they do blatantly lie um that's not normal for them and um at some point you end up in a conversation again and and because they've got enough distance on it they'll admit to it you know that type of thing that is not a gaslighter that's just somebody who just lied yeah and so there is something that to this that you have to kind of have all of these things going on because i guess to put it a little bit differently what we're saying is like a gaslighter is it's like a character logical issue where it's a part of their personality or their character or it's like embedded in kind of who they are so to speak whereas uh somebody can do these similar kinds of behaviors uh one off or two off or whatever even like maybe they have maybe it's somebody who's got a lot of defensiveness that can look like denial but defensiveness is not a sign of gaslighting. It's just a sign of I don't want to. It's like it could be a sign of shame. I don't I just don't want to admit to the things I do because I am have a fear of being exposed. Again, that's different from gaslighting because it's a behavior versus like a characterological pattern. Right. I would say that if you are coupled with a gaslighter, you are coupled with an actual narcissist, um, which which if you looked it up, like narcissistic personality disorder is different than simply being narcissistic, you know, where, and I think we all have some narcissism. Yeah. And in some ways I like to describe it as like narcissistic traits, like aspects of you that can be selfish um, or self-focused or self-centered, which again, that's different from narcissism as a diagnosis, because when you look it up, what is it? It's something like 1% of the population is like actual Three, I think it's like two and a half. Yeah, it's it's going up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you, social media. Um, <laughs> selfie. <laughs> but, woo, fell off a cliff. <laughs> it's going up. Um, it, well, side note, um, it's going up, I'm sure, because there is a lot of this, like, how do you feel? Self-focus, you know, all that, whatever. Um, but anyway, like, that's that's different from, like, selfishness or self-focus, immaturity, and so you have to keep in mind that this characterological issue um, is a very small subset of the population. And so you can see a lot of similar behaviors in a lot of people out there, but it's just not going to be actual narcissism. Right. And for a person that's that you think is actually doing this, that you also are realizing as you're listening to us may not actually be like a gaslighter, but they've got insecurity. They they could go to counseling and get help with that. You know, and, and part of this, too, because we're also talking to therapists, is I want to challenge you therapists to not jump on the gaslight train, like, you know, like all the time, like, that's it, he's gaslighting you. Well, you're saying a lot. You're basically saying this person is a narcissist that this person's coupled with, and you really can't diagnose personality disorders anymore anyway without having the family involved, where you've got to somehow ask. Like, so, if, And we don't diagnose as therapists people that we have not met. So... Anyway, just be careful. Yeah, and we don't want to we don't want to reinforce that because you know, if the number is 2.5%, we need to keep it there, not like, oh, 
I move the decimal. It's not 25%. And you're yeah, like, right. You've dated four people since I've, since I've been working with you, Charlene. And, you know, at least one of them is a narcissist. No, probably not. If you're, if you're a therapist in your office, you're like, well, it turns out all the people I work with, their partners are all narcissists. And <laughs> right. probably there might be a problem there. Anyway, the, the next one moving on is this, this person, this gaslighter will use what you love against you. And this is coming from a place of trying to make themselves essentially the center of everything, right? So let's say that you love your job. They will find issue with it. You work too long. You um, are, you're gone too long. It's not really good for you. Maybe you don't really know yourself. You should be doing something different. Like they might pick one thing else that you do and be like, that job doesn't even do that. Like, or let's say that you're, um, you really love your children because you're a parent and they find problems with that problems with your parenting. Why are you spending so much time with them? You've already spent this much time with them. They don't need that. And it's usually something to kind of separate you from this thing that you love because they want you to be more attached to or like dependent on them. Right. So it, it is that kind of like, again, it's a self-focused thing for the gaslighter. They're really trying to shift you to be totally dependent on them. And in order to do that, you have to do the next thing we're going to share, which is lose your sense of self. You get down to where you are, you don't even, you start questioning who you are, you start wondering, and they will constantly allow you to do that. They'll put you in situations to where um, maybe they're, they're asking you something and be like, I don't know, you would have never said that before. Like, that's kind of weird. You've changed a lot. Like, are you, I don't even really know who you are anymore. And um, you'll be like, dang, I didn't, that is not normal. You know, like I, I have actually said something different, right? So, you, and, and that'll be continuous. And then you're, yeah, you're questioning yourself. So, so part of losing your sense of self is really like a lot of self-doubt, self-questioning. It, again, it's different from insecurity where you're like uncertain about something. It's really more like you feel completely lost and crazy. Yeah. So which leads us down to another one. And we may actually have to do the second episode. I think I'm looking at this thing going like, okay, well, we have we're about halfway done right now. And we don't have enough time. But our next one <laughs> would be words versus actions. So, and honestly, a lot of times that's probably the easiest one I think that gets confused in the way of all of a sudden you're coupled with a gaslighter because you start to look at stuff and go, this person's words never meet their actions. And you look in the inverse. And this is a way to, to find out if you're married to an insecure person is look at their actions versus what they actually are saying that they do. Like, cause people really, what we're talking about is, and we've talked about this in a previous episode is intent versus impact. It is difficult for anyone to focus on an impact because nobody wants to believe that somebody was negatively hurt based on something that someone did. Because we all believe that as we're doing something, generally speaking, that we've got good intentions for what we're doing. And so the impact is generally going to be positive. I'm not even anticipating that there's a negative impact because I wasn't trying to do anything bad. Right. So the, so an insecure person or a person that doesn't, you know, uh, immature is another one. You know, they want to be a good parent, let's say. So they they tell you like, oh, yeah, this is the kind of parent I am. I do X, Y, Z. I always I, it's important to me that my kids play sports and all that kind of stuff. And then 
you start noticing, but you're never at any of the games. Like, why, why aren't you at any of the, I think, it, no, I've been, I've been the games and really they've been to like one, you know, or something like that. Um, it, this type of thing though will happen with the gaslighter is a, just a part of the mix. I mean, their actions don't really line up to their words. Um, but this is also the probably in some ways, maybe the most noticeable one where you can sit back and just look and it is in, it's an easy starting place. If you're, if, as we're talking here, you're considering this to look at those actions that somebody's doing. Yeah. One of the things that I will often uh, instruct people to do is, is to zoom way out from, from what's going on and try not to, or, or I guess try to disengage from some of the conversations, whether it's actually disengage or it's like in our session, detach from the conversations for a second put all of those things like cards on the table and just look at them. And if you try to, you know, run a thread through them, like do they all line up or are the cards kind of scattered all over the place where it's like, oh yeah, the words were this thing, but then you look at these actions, they're way over here and then over here and then over there. And it's like, none of those things line up with any kind of consistency except, oh, she always does what she wants to do, for example, or she always has a reason or excuse for whatever's going on, and it's never what actually was being said. So when you put those cards on the table and you're just observing those behaviors, you can see a lot that you're not used to seeing because typically you're so like in the weeds, engaged in the conversation, trying to navigate your way through that with somebody who's intentionally trying to confuse you, hide, deny, um, lie, and control. And so you get lost in those weeds and then you're like in the jungle. You don't even know what's going on until you can kind of climb to the top of the tree and look out and see what's been going on. Yeah. So really take the time. You might, this might be an episode you need to listen to again. We are going to continue this. We're going to have a part two. So we will see you next week. Have a good day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening. 